the dust off your old games. Ready your light gun and press start on your controller as your hosts Alan Price and Chris Vint load up and deploy Operation Retro Shark. Welcome to episode 32 of Operation Retroshock. I said last episode that I was going to introduce it now. I was like, oh, but you'll just mess it up. So I haven't actually messed it up thus far. I'm Chris Fint, and alongside me, as always, is Marty McFly to the Doc Brown, that kind of thing, you know. So it's Alan Price. Hello, Alan. Hello, Christopher. Is that a better better introduction then? A lot better than 19. It's because it was near doubled it, you see. Well... I'll let you say hello and stuff now. Hello, everybody. I'm Alan Price, uh, and I'm supposedly Marty McFly of this duo, and I think it's fair to say that it's a 50-50 relationship in the whole Doc Brown-Marty McFly thing, so you picked a good duo. Okay. Well, yes, episode 32, everyone, and as you will know if you've listened to our previous episode, uh, not only do we have a Michael Jackson competition going on, which is still out and about there, you still have time. Out and about! Out and about! You have time. Still get your answers in. Remember the time? The time. It is uh, half eight in the evening. No, I'm just saying remember the time because it's Michael Jackson's song. It's half eight in the evening anyway. Okay. There you go. Um, So yes, it's the gaming dedicated episode and we have four delightful games for you today. Uh, those are Little Big Planet, Paperboy, Mario Smash Football and Super Mario Bros. 2. Yes. So Mario Bros. 2. 2. So, we shall jump straight into things, I think. Into Little Big Planet? With Little Big Planet, because I have nothing else to say, really. Aww, per you. I know, but hey. Um, Little Big Planet. Big HP. <sighs> Big HP. <laughs> Go away. Big HP. Little Big Planet primarily is known for the fact that you can create your own characters and play in your own levels that you create yourself. Yes, that is correct. Correctings. Do you have any memorable levels? That I created? Well, I don't know whether you were that creative. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, damn! Uh, no. I didn't create didn't any of I created the character, obviously. So I had elements of him looking like Rai from Street Fighter, uh, with glasses and, like, mad hair and stuff. <laughs> that kind of thing. But I didn't create any levels because it's just, like... I don't really do that with a lot of games, like um, mm-hmm. Mod Nation Racers, uh, which is obviously, like, the racing kart thing that Little Big Planet people did. Um, never really appealed to me because I don't really, like... Creating things. I spend an hours and hours and hours on. And I'd be like, your save file is deleted. I'd be like, what? I just wasted five hours of my life. Congratulations. Um, I didn't create any myself, but 
a good feature with Little Big Planet was obviously in case you could go and download other people's levels that they had. One of the questions. I know. See, but Alan I'm hasn't, just making Alan hasn't a read. point. Alan hasn't read. I'm the making a done, point, folks. Christopher. Don't make me use your full name again. <laughs> okay. Sorry about that, Bulber. You can do it from now on. What? I'm going away. Yay! So, obviously, we had four-player multiplayer fun, uh, which we could cooperate with each other to <laughs> then complete levels. Or was it more fun to mess about and push people in fires? More fun to... Or say, no, come this way! Natalie, come this way! <laughs> that has to be one of the funnest memories ever for Little Big Planet was the time that there was four of us just playing away at this. Mm-hmm. Because... It was you and Neil were doing other things. You were basically trying to complete the level. Yeah. Whereas I was more distracted of trying to drag Natalie's character into the fire or away the other direction because <laughs> she was trying to continue on the level. And I was like, no, come this way. And it was just hilarious. And then she discovered a button that you can actually slap the character. So <laughs> yeah. I kept getting slapped away. It was quite hilarious. It's as well he got slapped. And did I always deserve a good double slap? I do not deserve this torture. <coughs> I beg to differ. What's the next point? Or do you have anything else to add? No, I'm happy enough. Was that the same memory for you, was it? Yes. Yes, good, good. Edge Magazine gave it 10 out of 10, with a 9.2 being the lowest score it ever achieved. Do we agree with this? Yes, we do agree with this. It's, it's a game that you've kind of... It's not a game I think works well as a one-player game. I no. think it's more a multiplayer kind of game mm-hmm. that it has to be done in. Um, and the amount of updates that that game goes through whenever you go to play, and it's like, currently loading uh, update 10 of 50, and you're like, what? 20 gigabytes of madness. Yeah, well, that's like, an over-exaggeration, no, but it was pretty big. Stop it. Oh. So then, obviously, you had to update it because if you wanted to go and play online or anything, you had to have updates. That's one thing that bugs me about the PlayStation 3 is that, same with Resistance, I played Resistance 1 for ages and I left it for a good while and then I went to go and play multiplayer and I had to wait two hours for all these updates to be downloaded. It's like, damn you, Sony! And now you want to charge us for having credit card protection things. Like, yeah. Oh, it's madness that at the minute. Um... I would agree with the score, but it is like you say, it is all dependent on this multiplayer aspect, because I think that's what happened with us. We all kind of got it, expecting to play each other online a great deal, mm-hmm. but we ended only playing it when we were all in the same room. Yeah. So it ended up, time just kept passing, and we all just eventually traded the game back in yes. as a result of that. And you nobody know, bought the second one. And nobody bought the second one, yeah. because Probably because we knew, finally, we wouldn't get round to... Yeah. You know, playing online or anything like that, but that that doesn't take away from the fact, obviously, that you could go online and play other people if you wanted to round them up. But we just wanted to mess about with, you know, play with each other. It's the same characters. with the likes of the Mario Party games. You know, they're a good laugh, but you need to have four people, and you can't play Mario Party online. Mm-hmm. You know, so if they were to bring one out, I think it's better if you're able to play from. With other people around the world, you know, to try and make yeah. the game a bit more fun for you. Sorry, folks, I'm just eating a Starburst, also known as an opal fruit. Mm. <laughs> Orangey. 
Lovely. Uh, the amount of downloads for this is terrific. You have, obviously, Ghostbusters, you have Street Fighter, you have Metal Gear, to name but a few. I'm assuming the Street Fighter was your favourite download. No, Ghostbusters was. Ghostbusters, yeah. Mm-hmm. I never got the Metal Gear Solid pack, unfortunately. The Metal Gear Solid one looked pretty cool, like I must say. But Plus the fact you got the level with it as well. Mm-hmm. And you could do, which is pretty cool. Um, but no, I enjoyed the Ghostbusters download, and there's one as well. What was. There's one you could put them in, like, a wee TV thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they actually released a figure of that, so that yeah. it. Yeah. But uh, no, I like the Ghostbusters and uh, the Street Fighter one as well. I just like the fact that they provided you with a huge range of different downloads, kind of catered to everybody's tastes. Yes. Uh, because when number two, they did a when you had pre-ordered Little Big Planet two, they did a thing where uh, you got like a pre-order code, which got you like a character out of Toy Story or something, Gonzo like a Toy Story sack boy. Yeah, and you could get Gonzo as well. Yay, Gonzo! So it's just everything involved with Little Big Planet is crazy. But I think, I don't know whether it happens or not. Ow! I don't know if you download, say, the Street Fighter characters, mm-hmm. if they can be used in the second one as well as the first one. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can do yeah. that, but obviously if you can, then that's just be that's a, smart a thing. good idea. Yeah. I think another cool thing to do, I don't know whether it was done in Little Big Planet 2, but if they're ever to do a third one, that would be pretty cool, would be if you, if it could do it, stop rustling your paper, if it was... If they could do a thing that's the way Mass Effect, it reads like your previous game save. Yeah. If it was to be able to see what games you have, say, saved on your hard drive, if it like unlocked something within the game, like a you know piece of outfit or something. Oh, like so that. you mean like if they had, if the people who made that say if you have more nation racers, mm-hmm. then you could give your character a car or something. Yeah, like that. or a race yeah. helmet or something yeah. like that. No, I think that would be yeah. a cool idea. Um, with games, we have awards, and of course, we have been famously mentioning the Scandinavian Game Awards many moons yeah, ago. Scandinavia rocks, baby! Unfortunately, we are not about to talk about that, though. Oh. Obviously, with awards, there's awards for Best New Debut, Best Game Design, Best Technology, and the Innovation Award. These were all awarded to Little Big Planet by the Game Developers' Choice Awards. Fair dues? Fair dues. Because it was a case of it was a completely unique game which came out, which you know lends its hand to obviously best new debut and best game design, and the best technology obviously and innovation links together as well because it all just ties up in one for the fact a little big planet because obviously the downloads the creating your new levels and playing with everybody else. Yeah, but it's not very often that you actually get a. Um a game that comes out that is an original game, you know, yeah. it's either a sequel or something that's been done before, you know, like Call of Duty comes out and then you get Homefront that comes out and then you get this game that comes out and you get that game that comes out and you're just like, oh, I just want to play something new and then a little big planet comes out and you're like, oh, is this something exciting and something different? It's a nice play? surprise. Yeah, it's a nice surprise, but then you know fine right that once that game comes out, that game does well, then it's a case of other people are going to copy it and yeah. try and uh, emulate it. Um, but thankfully, it hasn't been um, successful yet. <laughs> successful by copied, I mean you know like by uh, other developers, not like us and copied as and uh, you know har, 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 pirate. pirate pirated. Arr. 
Uh, Guillaume entered the charts at number four. He said entered. <laughs> then fell to number 19 in its oh. second week of sales. Oh, my days. That was the 29th of November, 2008. Really, is it that long ago already? No. The game was at number 32 then, and has had sold between 100,000 and 200,000 copies in the UK alone. In the US, the game sold 356,000 units during October and November, placing it fourth amongst all PlayStation 3 software titles for that period, and now has sold over 4.5 million units. Did the lack of advertising give it a poor start? Well, if you don't advertise, you don't get a good product, because it may be an amazing game, but it's not going to make money if people don't know about it, because, for example... Um, and I'm nicking this from something me and Chris just watched earlier, is the fact of Jurassic Park cost about $65 million to make. Like it used another $65 million odd dollars to publicize yeah. it, and it made a fortune. Mm-hmm. So you need to invest money to make money. If you don't know about it, there's no point to saying, you know, right, all the people go in, you know, work there, right, tell your friends about this game, and then hopefully they'll tell their friends, and they'll tell their friends, and they'll tell their friends. In the words of Wayne's World, and they'll tell two friends. And so on. And, and so, so on. on. <laughs> yeah, but obviously you have to advertise the game, and obviously, you know, a big advertisement for the game was the fact that they had Stephen Fry mm-hmm. kind of coaching you through the levels. That was awesome, right? Kind of that way. Obviously, Stephen Fry then lent his vocal talents in uh, Fable 3 as well. Um, so he did. But, uh, yeah, you got to spend money to make money, and there's nothing worse than if you don't advertise a game. Obviously, now, like, um, we've just watched... Uh, you know, at the time recording the Champions League final happened a couple of days ago. Um, during halftime, there was a trailer for Call of Duty: Modern yeah. Warfare 3, and then at the end of the Champions League final was an advert for um, Gears of War 3. You know, so you have two big games advertised on a big spectacle that a lot of people watch. So far in advance as yeah. well. Or um, a, a real prime example of this for American listeners. Is like 88 odd million people watched like uh, 2007 Super Bowl. So if you advertise in the Super Bowl halftime, hmm. there's 88 odd million people we'll know about your chance product. Will know about your Obviously product. Obviously, it costs, but like they say, costs, that yeah, money will be returned to you tenfold for something like Call of Duty. Oh, you'll reap your benefits there, you know. Like, but especially if you're just a new, uh, uh, if this is a new game coming out, you know, you need to push it and you need to say. Here's my game, here's what it does, blah blah blah. Like one of the games we'll be talking about later on, Mario Brothers 2, like you think of all the NES advertising, do we like Mario oh, 3, right. the kids go Mario, Mario, Mario. Adverts. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and all that kind of stuff. So obviously they knew Mario's a big deal, but we need to mm. advertise it. We you know, like, and they put Mario 3 in the wizard film. Yeah. You know, and that kind of thing. So Because it's like the the selling figures like they're quite surprising, really, when you think of it, because obviously, yes, it's ended up with over 4.5 million units sold, but I didn't, I didn't think it would have such a slow start, even with the lack of publicity, because I would have thought, you know, the word of mouth would have went quick, sort of thing. But you look at the likes of whenever Dragon Age came out. Mm-hmm. Dragon Age there was no advertising, oh, I, yeah. that, but it sold quite well, and then it's a case of you know one person buys it oh that game's amazing you know it's just if you like Oblivion it's like that and then somebody else buys it and then somebody else buys it you know and they come in what's Dragon Age like well it's like this oh I think I'll get 
hypothetical. And also people interested in it because people, Mass Effect got a big publicity thing which from the guys at Bioware. Yeah. And obviously people will figure out, oh right, that's Bioware. You know, they've maybe picked up the box randomly in the shop thinking, oh, what's this? Yeah. Saw Bioware and thought, oh right, those are the guys who've done Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. Um, but needless to say, yes, it was a slow starter, but fuck me, it's fairly made up for it in the long run, like, because yeah. obviously 4.5 million units. But the fact of within, what was it, maybe, was it four or five months that it already went PlayStation Platinum? It was pretty, you know, it was no more than six months after its release it went PlayStation Platinum. Mm. Which, obviously, it's the same thing as, like, selling so many records. You've sold so many copies of your game. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, it's a way that PlayStation can re-release it at a cheaper price and get more sales. But it still has meaning in the sense if you've sold so many. Online played a big feature for this game. What was your favourite level playing online, Chris? As he finishes the job. <laughs> Sorry. Um, my favourite level was somebody had done the the end like um, the end level, so to speak, of the TV show Gladiators. Right. So he had like uh, you know. Oh he yes, had I the, remember that. Yeah. Yeah, the jump over the things, and then he had the, like the wee travel later. Mm-hmm. Then he had the net to go up, and the zip line to go down, yeah. and then you had to run up the travel later and go through the thing. And I remember playing that about three or four times, just <laughs> thinking this is. Even though it was really short, it was like this is incredible. The this fact that somebody has done that, you know. But there's so many levels that people had done, you know. Um, I remember. I remember playing. Someone had done a Ghostbusters 2 level where you had to kind of go along and you got up in the Statue of Liberty and that sort of thing and it went <laughs> and it went across the water and there was the water underneath you and the, and they were all just up in the head of the Statue of Liberty it was it was very very good um, I remember they, there was also there was a Bioshock one based off obviously the Bioshock game and there was no. Big Daddy and all that sort of stuff but the amount of things people did like there was even such simple levels that were hilarious as they would like create a huge hill and have like a rocket car at the top and you would all just jump off oh yes it's not the one you try yeah it's kind of like a you just saw how far you would actually go kind of like a precursor to Angry Birds yeah. so to speak because you would all just climb on there would be like four of you would climb on the car and there would be like a wee sponge thing at the front which you would grab onto <laughs> and then the rocket car would take off and you have to try and hold on and, and it would basically in case it would go up a big steep hill at the end You'd have to try and jump to the finishing line, and a lot of the cases you would just kind of fall to your death, really. But <laughs> it was pretty cool level, yeah. especially if you have a group of people. <laughs> especially like. whenever you play it for the first time, and you don't have a clue what's going on. You're just like, what? <laughs> just like you would be in a rocket car, really. And the game has spawned a variety of merchandise featuring Sackboy. Anything that stands out to us, well, considering the millions and millions of different little big planet things we end up getting in work mm-hmm. there's like a cool t-shirt that just has it's black t-shirt but it just has a big zip mm-hmm. on it but I'm not paying any quid for a t-shirt that has a zip on it I yeah. want something more productive on it um, I do like the like we got a photo of um, Alan and work whenever we got in like the wee sack boy things and we got like four of like these like say the plushes yeah they're plushes but they're I'm trying to think of like about 8 inches say tall and he had four of them in front of him, and he's kind of just sitting back, you know, like with his um, <laughs> with his hand on his chin, you know, posing like he's these are my minions, go forth and conquer. <laughs> um, but they're pretty cool. I also do like the wee um, 
key rings, you know, like from Killzone and that kind of stuff. I think they're pretty. The key funky. ring, the key rings are pretty cool because they're just it's so easy for them to release so many varieties of them because there was like obviously there was Afro Man Sackboy, there was like like a rock band Sackboy as well. Like, yeah, the wee Sack Girl. The wee Sack Girl, um, like you said, Killzone. Um, then they released, like you were saying about the plushies, they released Afro Sackboy in the plush as well. Yeah. Then they started releasing. I think it was. About, I think it's about six-inch figures or something like that. Yeah, the ones that like have the sad face and yeah. stuff. Yeah, sad face, happy face, yeah. TV head, all that sort of yeah, thing. Poking out that kind of stuff. But they always usually sell because, like, I remember especially those sack boys at last Christmas. Like, yeah, they sold out like wildfire because it maybe wasn't something the people were coming into the store for no. they saw them basically sitting on the back counter and were just like whoa they're awesome give me that yeah which yeah. shows you kind of how much of a brand kind of sack boy on his own besides little big planet has become mm-hmm. uh, did the sequel match the originality of the first one i've only seen so much of number two i haven't physically played it but from people I've talked to who have played it, they just say it's little Big Planet One turned up to eleven sort of thing, as in yeah, just like more d- levels and all that kind of stuff. I didn't, you know, I was quite surprised they did a number two. Maybe, well, not surprised in a way as well because obviously they made a lot of money. Uh, but I was wondering, like, what they could have done to make it even better. Obviously, they had everything that they, you know, they had all the foundations there from one, mm-hmm. and that. Everybody had made these tons of levels that people were downloading. But then, excuse me, sorry, I got something stuck in my throat there. Um, but instead of bringing out like a second one, would you not release like they released with the first one, like the game of the year, which would have like some extra content? Would you not instead just keep bringing the content out for it? Download content would have been a good idea. Like so, it was besides you know costumes for your sack boys. And all yeah, but if stuff. you give like instead of bringing out a second one, which is essentially. I would imagine pretty much what the first one's like. Mm. Just bring out, you know, extra levels. Say you bring something out that's nine ninety nine every six months. That you have ten levels, two costumes, and something else. Yeah, you know, like, like, uh, like Call of Duty does four map packs. Yeah, various different other things. Yeah, and if you brought that out, you know, like in stores, because not everyone, especially now at the minute, nobody has access to PlayStation Network because Sony are fools. Yeah, and go like, oh no, we got hacked. What do we do? Uh, Shut put it down. down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but that's what if that was me, that's what I would have done. I would have brought them out, you know, like in that way. And left, you know, left some time between the first and the second one. Mm-hmm. You know, I can maybe give you some more fresh ideas to put into the yeah. second one. That way, you know, the interest is still there for it and stuff like that. But that's just me, and that's why I don't work for Sony because I don't want my ID stolen. <laughs> Well, that's Little Big Planet anyway. Little Big Planet has a sack of boy. Mm-hmm. Um, he can also then go on to Paperboy. Because then Paperboy, if he doesn't deliver all his papers, he gets sacked. He gets no money. Boy! He gets no monies. Yeah, um, the no monies boy is not the head character in Little Big Planet. Sack boy! It's B-O-I. It's like Skater Boy. But it's S K it R. B-O-I. That's such... You know, that's, that's just being rebellious, Chris. Talk to Alfred Levine about it, not me. Aye. Anywho, 
We he shall. S L eight G. I can't believe he's talking about this. Uh, we shall see you after the break, everybody, with paperboard. Where's my skateboard? You mean your bike? No skateboard. I'm a skater boy. Your paperboy. You need your bike. No. Let's go get some newspapers. Look out! Some guy in a robe is running after me. It's Rick Flair. God damn. You're listening to a podcast on PopCultureNetwork.com. Be sure to head on over to the site at www.PopCultureNetwork.com to check out more podcasts and videos featuring toys, comic books, video games, and all the things you love. And while you're there, be sure to check out the Pop Culture Network store, where everything you purchase helps to keep us producing. Just head over to PopCultureNetwork.com and click on Store. Guys, where can we find the latest wrestling news, interviews, and all-out awesomeness? There's only one place to go, Andy, that is www.totalwrestlingshow.com. That's right, the UK's number one pro wrestling radio show. We are live every Sunday from 6pm, 6 till late, and we are your interactive wrestling revolution. Come and check out the Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash TWS Live. They can follow us on Twitter at TWS Mania, or they can call us on 0208 We've also got an exclusive text messaging service just for our fans at Total Wrestling Show on 07876 692 917. We will do everything we can to give you people the show that you want. If you got Skype, you can Skype us in on TWS Live. So don't forget the Total Wrestling Show, the UK's number one pro wrestling talk show, live every Sunday, 6pm on TotalWrestlingShow.com. We look forward to seeing you there. Welcome back from the break. It's time to deliver some papers. <laughs> you said it's time to deliver our verdict, paper boy. Delivered by post. <laughs> Please send a pre-stamped envelope <laughs> to Chris's house. You'll have to guess. <laughs> Chris's house. Just go and Chris Vint, uh, Northern Ireland, somewhere. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. Just right near other people. That, that helps so much. It's all right. Hedwig from Harry Potter. Harry Potter will come over and fly over with it. Is that right, Dobby? <laughs> Dobby has a sock. <laughs> Dobby's going to have fun with sock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Paper <laughs> Paper Boy was released in 1984. Was this our first paper right? Har har. Man, I work ages and these questions and answers. Uh huh, uh Yes, it was because I wasn't a paper boy. I was never a paper boy, so. Are you a paper girl? <laughs> I think that is a yes. The answer would be no, Christopher. <laughs> Fair enough. Yes, paper boy was my first. Um, Only paper route. Right. right. 
route, 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 route. My paper journey. P E. Paper journey. So it was. Journey. Yep. Was it like an adventure, like the Lord of the Rings or something like that? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my um, paper route then lasted uh, 12 hours all in all, and then once I'd completed it, then I had an extended version of my paper route, which just had me um, delivering to extra houses. Delightful. It was. So, yes, we weren't paper boys, but <laughs> what you gonna do about and that? We should leave work and be a paper boy. Or paper man, sorry. I don't think it makes as much money. That would be a good superhero, paper man. Paper man. I will use paper cut. Paper man use cut. And then we could weak against fire. <laughs> yep. oh, oh, he on fire now. With paper boy. But he's strong against rock because the paper just goes over the rock. I, I want to. I want this <laughs> resolved here now. How is paper stronger than rock? If you were to hold a piece of paper out in front of you and drop a stone through that, it would break the piece of paper. We should do a scientific test and film it someday and then post it on Pop Culture Network. Okay. Interesting scientific investigation of all the times. <laughs> what, Operation Retroshock Rocky Journey? Is, is rock stronger than paper or paper stronger than rock? Oh, yes. That is the Rocky Balboa was stronger than paper. Well, I know that. Yo. With Paperboy being in the arcade all those years ago, were we surprised that it had handlebars like a bicycle would have? Yes, because I played it in the arcade. That was my first experience of Paperboy. It was like it was one of those vertical cabinets. So obviously you had to stand up at it, and then you had the bicycle. Like you were wheeling the whole, so, wheeling the whole time. <laughs> you know, so you had left. You had like a wee brake thing. It was just like like a know, so, bike. Yeah, somebody just went up and then went there. You know, very much like in the Pod Racer Star Wars thing. You had. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, but Numpty here sat down and went, yeah, and went like that, and went, wow, we're going very fast, and went, I'm holding the brake. Go! <laughs> it's like, crud. I was like crashing into things, and going, like, the Bulba, like stuff. Fujini! <laughs> like, ah. No, because Jar Jar Binks wasn't in the pod racing. I didn't say Jar Jar Binks. You went, Poutinie! And neither were Jawas then. I don't know. You want to blow up because you crash into rocks and stuff. <laughs> But then Rock beats Podracer. Oh, well, there you go. There's that one solved anyway. <laughs> yeah, so Paper beats Rock, but Rock beats Podracer, but Podracer probably beats Paper. I know. It's amazing. It is. Uh, so, yeah, it was, it was very good fun. Um, whenever you had to choose what streets you wanted to go on to, you just turned it. Um, but obviously you didn't have to go like, because uh, uh, you just stay in the footpath, because you went on the road, you get either mowed down by a car, or you go near the... Um, the grating and then it'd be like oh boom and then he would like turn into a heap I don't know what he says but that's the noise like he's talking into a fan or something what like talking into a fan yeah pretty much I must say like it had to be one of the weirdest arcade machines I have ever seen it is just you never expect walking into an arcade to see just handlebars sticking out because yeah. you're just used to obviously your buttons and your joystick and all that sort of a thing so yeah. for them to actually spend the time to think how can we electronically wire up this handlebar to actually work properly is a f- it was a fantastic move from their part in my opinion it works well uh, the game begins with the choice of difficulty levels easy street, middle road and hard way <laughs> did we all stay on easy street? yep, I did so, like, there's no way 
the way I'm going on Hardway like because it's just like I found it difficult to get th- past Wednesday on Easy Street you know let alone go to Hardway and be like man I'm not wasting my 20p I don't think I've ever seen what is on the other two levels like <laughs> I never have went anywhere else but Easy Street and I'm rubbish enough on Easy Street because now <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen if you're looking for Alan Price Alan Price will be standing in the corner on Easy Street just like Alan <laughs> boy! Let's get a boy. It's my hand-eye coordination when throwing newspapers was not good. Many smashed windows. Yeah, Alan rewrote the George Formby uh, classic. They went on breaking windows instead of cleaning them. I shall kill you now. Paperboy has been ported to about 20 systems, with the iPhone being the latest incarnation which I actually have on my iPhone. Do I have it on mine? What Speaking did we play at on primarily, Chris? NES. I yes. still have the NES game of it. Yes. So I do. But obviously nowadays you would primarily play it on a portable, such as Chris's iPhone, which I am assuming he is trying to boot up right about now. I'm um, just trying to see where it is. Right there. There we go, Chris. There. Boot her up. Play Paperboy SD. It's actually surprisingly good on the iPhone. Boop, boop. Warner Brothers. Paperboy special delivery. Oh no! I want to go to classic mode. Easy Street. All right, hold on, folks. I want to hear if I have get the classic music rocking. Shut up! Throw papers at customers' doorsteps and mailboxes. Oh, I broke a window. Oh, see, just after me saying that. Right, that's enough of that. I just wanted to play the music. That's basically all. Um, yeah, the, it's, the NES was the very first game console I played it on. Um, obviously, the graphics were a lot worse yeah. than the arcade, but then again, it had been on like the BBC and the Commodore and all that kind of stuff. So, it's basically ra- been around every generation. You know, it's been on like the Sega Mega Drive. It's... Uh, been on this um, the NES obviously and it's been on a couple others it's been on like the Game Boy or Game Gear and Master System and a couple other um, systems Master as well Master System for the poor kids yes indeed um, but yeah the NES was what I played on as I, I say I still have the I love game. playing on the likes of the NES just because obviously you have the classic you know your classic style controller it just feels right playing it on that style of controller, you could, I could never picture enjoying it more yeah. than on those. Obviously, you know, playing on the iPhone is all well and good because it's nice and handy and you get to play an old game that you like and all that sort of thing, but it's just a case of it's a lot more nostalgic yeah. to be playing it on the old console. Yes, it is a lot more nostalgic. Just put it up and. That's if you can get the NES to work, Chris. Here, didn't I get the NES to work a lot of times whenever you were around here? Yes. Yeah. Like, give it a thump. And, <laughs> and then give the, N64, give the cartridge a bit of blow, so, you know. Yeah. It's like, that's the way you do it. My NES was already tuned in. I listened to Judd Nevin saying, Tune in your NES. Okay, Judd, I'll do that. I'll do that immediately. Channel 6. Go. Uh, a perfect delivery is achieved by successfully delivering to all current subscribers. And these awards double bonus points for each house delivered to. How often we, did we do this? For me, never. Well done, Alan. <laughs> no, I've done it a couple of times. Basically, all you get is whenever you get a 
perfect delivery is you get a new subscriber um, so you have an extra person to deliver to that's basically all you Name get one? yeah you don't get like everyone going <gasps> I will you subscribe somebody. it's just like when he one goes here here you're pretty good kiss me it's like I spend 30p a day. Yeah, well, that's not. Give me a daily sport. Here aren't 30p a day anymore. Well, yeah, like the rubbish ones are. The like stars the, 30p and the yeah. sun's like 20 or 30p. The red tops, in other words. Yeah, the ones that have boobies in page three. That'd be true. That'd be true. But any sensible newspaper, for example, we have the Belfast Telegraph over here. It's up to, I think, like 70p now or something well, like that, which for a newspaper is like ridiculous. Especially since you can access majority of their content yeah, online, yeah. That's going to be the death of newspaper Sunday. Well, not really, considering I can't remember if it's the Telegraph or the Mail that um, you could subscribe on there, like, you know, you can read it on your iPad or and your iPhone. The, the Sun and all does that. Well. Yeah, so you could do that, so that's basically... But then again, you look at what happened to Toy Fair and Wizard Magazine as they went there to print and they come back in digital form. So that's probably... Digital is the way for As Egon Spengler once said, print is dead. And I think that's going to be what's happening. Yeah. At the end of the street, we were presented with a training course. Is this pointless? Yes. Considering you've just done the entire main course. Yeah, it's just like you have to jump over ramps, and then there's like these spiky things moving around. You're like, what? Yeah. And then whenever you get to the end, he like puts his hands out. But on the NES version, there was a glitch that kind of looked like where he was standing mm-hmm. on his bike. Um, his head was kind of the same colour as the steps, so it actually looked like he had no head. <laughs> the thing, I don't understand, I'm obviously looking in this, in this too much, but this is just the way I am. Mm-hmm. Um, if this is a local neighbourhood, right, would people not wonder what the hell is this random thing at the end of our street? You know, this random area where there's like but it's going to be it's going to be on the easy medium and hard it's going to be wherever route you go on it's going to be there no it's just like randomly three different places it has this exact thing at the end it's just that's the, what I've got I've got a cul-de-sac up there but it's actually um commonly disguised as a training boat we must go visit it later <laughs> no get the bags out you <laughs> But yeah, I do not see the point of it, considering, you know, maybe at the start of the level, get warmed up or something like that before you mm. begin, but you just start the level straight off and are expected to just go ahead and deliver all the papers. I know, it's madness. What is the point of it, man? I don't know. I, no point! I don't know how, like, nine-year-olds go out and get on their bikes and deliver papers. I must say, actually, see, before I arrived here today, whoa, as I had my, <laughs> had my eyes closed and I opened them, I got oh, starry-eyed. Um, when I arrived at your house today, um, there was two young lads on their bicycles driving past, and they both had paper bags on, so they are paper boys. It's just like, it's like a vision of the future. We'll be talking about that later. It was like it was quite a surprise. I uh, but what they basically do is they go to like one of the woods and just throw the um in there. <laughs> yeah, probably. They lost all our subscribers. Yep, they did. They didn't get any, and probably went in there to look for some pornography as well, which you always seem to find in like woods and things. <laughs> I don't really think. Uh, it was released on the Xbox Arcade with this time put people off it today. I don't think it would be something many kids nowadays would want to play, in my opinion, because they would see it as, there's no guns, 
it needs to be guns attached to the front of the bike, so like... <laughs> Here's a paper, you know, it's sharp. <laughs> Like bags and like shooting the guys with the lawnmowers and all that sort of things. Get out of my way! Yeah, swords attached to the wheel, so if anyone chases them, they'll just cut their limbs off. Lightsabers, lightsabers is a good move. Yep. You just cut everybody's legs off and be like, oh no! You need to but then that's very much like root beer tapper, which is obviously to do with a barman. He like, you press the button, and he fills the glass up and throws it down, the person drinks it and then disappears. So. Unfortunately, it seems to be the case now is that um, a lot of the games that were good in our day don't really hold up today unless they have like a good main character or maybe their dad will go like, oh, this is a game I play, and go, that's rubbish, why do you play such a pooey game? And the dad's heart will be... What age are you, son? Four. I want to play Grand Theft Auto. I'll go to Game of Life for you. Do you understand oh. the content of this game, sir, for your son? Yes, he says all his fr- other friends play it. <laughs> Fine. Just watch your son grow up as a delinquent then, sir. Like, the first time I ever played Grand Theft Auto, I think I was like, what, 16? So I was maybe two years off. I was which is too bad. But I was see. over the age whenever I played it. I was about 20-odd whenever the third one came out. What? Well, it's because you're a grandpa. He's like two generations of unknown children, and they're losing down. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, that was that Jeremy Carr. Yes, I'd like to put in for a show, please. But what I think's worse, and always so we pissed it off the topic, but just like six or seven-year-old kids bringing their grannies in to buy them Grand Theft Auto because their parents wouldn't allow them it. Yeah. He's like, yes, I understand. He enjoys that sort of thing. <laughs> like, it's fine. Just give, you know, bring Paperboy out in stores, and then we can go like, look, Grand Theft Auto is instead. Well, play Paperboy. It's great. Is there a game you'd recommend me? I like Grand Theft Auto. Paperboy, go. <laughs> there, go enjoy. It's like amazing. So you can actually um, get on other people's bikes and run around. And run around and. Um, Instead of throwing papers, sometimes you can actually throw sandwiches, and you can feed them. Do the sandwiches have, like, dynamite in them or something? No. Damn it. I'm let down. Um, but yeah, it's a good thing to have on the Xbox Arcade for the likes of us, and I'm sure they've made a decent enough amount of money out of it, but it's just not something that we would see the kids of today being at all interested in. Uh, Paperboy also spawned a sequel, which was uh, ingeniously titled uh, Paperboy 2. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Where you could throw papers from both hands. My goodness, that takes... Yeah, so you can go like, the le- you know, like if you had a house to the left, you do that. You press like Y, and I'll throw to the left. Or you press A, and he throws to the right. And a funny film, um, you could either be a paper boy or a paper girl... You are. I read it should have been what? paper person to be politically correct. Me. You're joking me. No, I'm not. Oh, that's a disgrace. I know. We're not being sexist here. It should be like oh. paper person because it's not political post- correct. As the postman arrived, post person arrived. Where? You just say it's a bloody post arrived. No, because it's bank holiday. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, this was on the SNES, the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, which was awesome. I'll just say that. It's mm. awesome. Um, Did you play Paperboy 2? I actually haven't. I actually haven't. It's one I'll probably have to play down the line, but if it's just one for both arms, then. Do they not like 
have amazing balance to be able to do that or something? No, because he's like running along and then I'll go, right. But what happens if he has to throw two papers at the exact same time? <laughs> well, then he just goes, no hands, wait, and then he falls. And then just falls over, yeah. yeah time to so so it and goes, this was also mentioned, and I'm reading this word for word, ladies and gentlemen. Was also mentioned in Captain N, the Games Master. He was called Julio, <laughs> a litter, due to supporting his family, being a paper player and helping his family. A little bit of doubling up there, Christopher. But I was just saying, ladies and gentlemen. I was just saying that Captain N, the Games Master, which basically started off with a guy playing Inez in his room, and his mum said, like, Cat or Kevin or whatever his name was. I thought I told you to side of your room. I'm gonna do it in a minimum. And then he has like a golden Labrador beside him, and then they get sucked in the TV. And uh, basically, like he's wearing this jacket that has an N on it, and his gun is obviously the NES gun, and his belt buckle has like an NES controller, so then he can jump and stuff. And like Simon Belmont was in it, and um, I think. Uh, the mother brain or something from Metroid was one of the villains or something. So basically, what happens in this is that um, what the episode um, there's a paper boy and um, basically he's illiterate because he had to leave school early. You know, like he had to then just mm-hmm, leave school yeah. to then help his uh, family. Um, you know, to get money and stuff because his dad was laid off work or something like that. I thought that. you were about to say he was a bum or something like that. No, he's just like, Ulo, what, get up! I go like, I'm just kind of hey, pit- see, Papa, I go get job and deliver papers where dogs chase me. <laughs> bueno. That just reminds me of kind of like Kenny's family in South Park. Yeah. Just like, they're complete and utter bums and just sit at home and Kenny, the poor unfortunate son, just hey, gets hey, killed. Bum! Gets killed all the time, but I'm not sure whether Kenny was ever a paper boy. No, I don't think so. You probably never made it. No, I think it's the dying art now. Being a paper person. Well, there's two outside your house earlier on, so there's that. I've got no papers, so dying art. Have you unsubscribed? I've unsubscribed. Well, we're unsubscribing, and that's the end of Paperboy. Yeah, so now we're going to go, um, whenever, obviously, a Paperboy, you could smash somebody's window, and then we're going to marry Smash Football. It's another brilliant segue from Christopher Vince. Right, see you later. Um, we're going to go and play five side. I need to get my kit on. Let's play some football, yeah? Or a soccer or for American friend. Hey guys, I'm Rob Bass from Not Mitten Box. And you're with Chris Vince and Alan Price. And this is Operation Retroshock. Only on the Pop Culture Network. What's up, folks? You are listening to Operation Retroshock with Crazy Cool Chris Vent and Awfully Awesome Alan Price. If one of your favorite retro memories happens to be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, then by all means, check out Radical Retro Turtle Toy Talk on PopCultureNetwork.com. Every week we get reacquainted with old friends from the original Playmates TMNT toy line. Fab Four fans new and old won't be sorry for checking it out. That's Radical Retro Turtle Toy Talk, and you can only find it on PopCultureNetwork.com.
welcome back from the break or the halftime whistle as it well because we're going to talk about Mario Smash football or soccer for American listeners. So, don't even get me started on that. So anyway, we're going to get right in. And this is a little known fact for Alan. That the game's developers had worked on the NHL series before really? development of Strikers, which served as an influence for the fast pace and physical nature of the game, even though ice hockey is poop. I shall come over there and I shall destroy you now. You shall Maybe sent to Thin Bin two minutes for sticking or knifing or edging with things and blading and... Um, Resting and other things like that. Do you hear this, Stevie Robinson? Next time you see him, he'll kill you. When am I going to see him? Stop oh, at the ice hockey that I go to all the time. Oh no, I wait. Oh no, where I don't. Who says it has to be at ice hockey? You shall be killed. Oh my god, he'll probably kill me on Facebook. Oh, I'm so scared. Oh, I tremble. Oh, I'm so gonna get him to listen to this. <laughs> so could be my nemesis right now. He is. Oh well. But. From what you're saying there is in that the NHL the guys it's from the NHL good. series worked on it. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't really surprise me looking at it now, just the mad craziness, the pace and the actual physicality is very reminiscent of the hockey. Yeah, because um, obviously you're able to challenge people and all that kind of stuff, but it's fairly non-stop, you know, so... It's, pre- it's pretty violent for kind of a Mario game that's surrounded by sport you wouldn't expect them to be obviously there's no blood or anything like that but there's some bone crunching things like you know going up behind someone tackling them and they end up in like the electrocuted boards and all that yeah, <laughs> yeah so it is, it is fun so basically this is a five aside football or for American friends soccer with a Nintendo character as our captain um, is there any sport that Mario hasn't been in apart from hockey which is poop <laughs> Mario has been in hockey so he has because the Mario sports mix he plays hockey so I don't think there is well apart from ice hockey then which is it's, poop. it's ice hockey he's playing well apart from normal hockey then hockey hockey hockey's hockey 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 uh, <laughs> hockey okay shush hockey hockey shush Um, I don't really think there is a sport Mario hasn't been in. Wrestling. Unless it's something... Re- oh, no, that's not a sport anymore. Sorry, that's a interactive soap opera or some nonsense. Ha! Um, I really don't know where else they can go. They're going to be releasing a new Mario and Sonic Olympic Games for 2012, but how it can be any different at all to... The other two? The, you know, basically, the Olympics that came out four years ago is beyond me, because... Um, it's not like they can go, all right, let's think, hmm, is there any new events we can add in? Oh, no, because they're not actually official Olympic events. And we can't go, let's add a big fireball in there and stuff <laughs> like that. It's just... Maybe they'll get, like, bus riding. Maybe they'll have Olympic paperboy. Well, it's in London, so they could have some special things for London that could be just taking the mickey out of... Well, like, beef eating or something? You never know. Because <laughs> there's beef eaters. Yep. We're just trying to think. The big hats. The big fur hats. Yeah. Uh, so obviously he's been in like tennis and he's been in baseball as well. Which if I can just jump in there for me, second. If you are ever in the UK, specifically London, and you see one of these guys with the black fur hats, they are meant to keep a straight face and do their job professionally. If you've ever seen Austin Powers, 
do what they do in that, run up and try and distract them so much. It is hilarious to try and see them. It's quite entertaining. It's none of the Mario football. No, but anyway. that should be feeder, so there you go. Okay. Um, so weapons could also be obtained by tackling the opposition. Mm-hmm. So basically if you're um, opposition at the ball and you tackle them, um, like you say, you charge them into the electric fence or whatever. Um, you would get like you could hold two bonus item, two items on your top. So this, for example, this would be like shells, banana peels, mushrooms, uh, and more that could affect the outcome of a game. Um, would this not have been a Mario game without the addition of said devices? I don't think. They could have admitted anything like that because we're used to those sort of things not only in normal Mario games but specifically the likes of Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. They're such a huge part of Mario Kart because if they weren't Mario Kart, same thing as this, it would just be a football game with Mario in it. Yeah. Um, so having the shells, having the bananas, having the mushrooms are a necessity to have just that wee bit extra for this sort of a game. Yeah. And they were, they were a good laugh to use because not only obviously can they get you out of a sticky situation that you could th- you know fling three shells at somebody who's clean on and goals sort of thing <laughs> um, or, or the then, bombs or use like your giant mushroom to like blow yourself up to a huge size and basically just stamp on top of someone and squish them I think you do that you can do that in not in the GameCube version, but... GameCube is specifically what we're talking I about. I know, but I'm just giving you an example, Christopher. You can do it in the Wii version, which is just pretty much 99% the same. Um, but then, obviously, the... Correcting. Uh, the mushrooms in this one were speed-induced. Um, we gotta get speed! Speed's what we need! And eat lightning and crap thunder, thank you. But yes, what was your favourite weapon, Chris? Uh, probably a blue shell. That actually um, stop the leader stops <laughs> stops them in their tracks. Stop. So, yeah, I'm a time. Uh, probably that, and the bombs were pretty effective as well. Um, the game garnered the game garnered um, an aggregate score of seventy six percent. Is this a horrible refereeing decision? Should it have got higher? That's kind of a hard one because. 76%, 76, yeah? Yes, 76. 76. Um, it's an alright score. If you if it was a movie nowadays, 76% would be considered pretty good because like the critics' websites nowadays are just so critical on That's movies. what critics do. Know, they are critical. It's, it's normal people who are being overcritical. It's the same with everything. Normal people. What? 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 Normal people. I think... It did deserve a wee bit more. I think it should have been in the 80s at least. It's a case of... They probably are just seeing it as, oh look, it's Mario, it's not football, wow, that's not overly amazing. But when you sit down and play it, specifically if you're playing either as a team with someone else or playing against each other, the amount of times I know when we've played it, the amount of reactions we have to what's going on is quite hilarious. Mm-hmm. Because we're just like, ah, no, no! And it's just like, and you're laughing, and it's just crazy. Especially when you score a really, really good goal. Yeah, You're just like, I didn't expect that from this game, to score such a really cool-looking goal. And then Alan's got to replay, and you can't see the goal. I did not do that ever. Yeah, <laughs> you did. 
of course, it didn't do that on your goals, but my goals. Oh, don't need to say that! Hurry up, and we'll play a game. But your goals were poo. <laughs> Not fair. So, the game got Games Buys Game of the Year 2005. Um, awards for Best GameCube Sports, Best GameCube Multiplayer. And was also ranked second for all GameCube games in 2005. Um, is this another feather in Mario's red multiplayer cap? So we go from the fact of people have rated it 76 yet, then it won all these awards. I think that tells you something. Yeah, but this is from GameSpy. This is from like one website. Yeah, so this is so, this, so these are people that know what they're talking about. <laughs> Um, ooh, burn all the silly critics. Uh, oh, excuse me. That's a, that's a big burn there, Chris. I, um, <clears throat> I think very warranted awards. Uh, it's a case of pretty much what you've just mentioned, the whole multiplayer aspect, playing it with everybody is the way to enjoy this game. Um, kind of a wee bit like Little Big Planet is if you're playing it on your own. You can have fun, but it won't last long. You'll maybe play a handful no, of games, and then off you'll... You know, yeah, I was going to say that. I think it's something that if you're playing the game by yourself, you'll get kind of tired of it pretty quickly, uh, in my opinion. What is the next question? next question is, we can hold down the button for a, in inverted commas, Super Strike! Oosh. Which, if it went in, would give you two goals. Should this have been limited to, you know, like a certain amount of tries rather than giving you infinite tries? Because it could mean that you could win the game quite comfortably. Mm -hmm. And uh, every time Al had the ball, he was like, a la Cristiano Ronaldo, where like, try something spectacular, but like, oh no, it didn't work. <laughs> you know, so do you think it should have been, you know, like say in. I'm trying to think, let's say it like in Sunday. Mario Kart, you know, like you would have a set. Uh, amount of power ups that you can mm -hmm. get so should it be a case of you could either have like a mushroom as your power up and then one super yeah. attempt as a goal or something or like, like that. you know just build them up a lot harder make it a lot harder to get them yeah yeah. Um, I think yeah that would have been a good idea because obviously you can pretty much you can pretty much do them left right and centre because <laughs> it's a case of if you're two goals down a game if you're playing with another person who's on your team has to be, has to be, has to be. Shoot, no, I'll, uh, no, no. You can basically uh, get the other. Go you can get the other person to do as. <laughs> you can get the other person to do, like an American football. Uh, I'm not him, talking about you can get American him, football or American handball because it's not football, it's handball. It's rugby with pads. Oh, I went there. Oh, um, man. His male, Alan Price, hates American soccer ball. Uh, uh, Pop Culture Network. Dot Why does it dot it is four quarters have to take you like five hours to complete? Anyway, um, you get them to play blocker. They go take the knees out off the opposing player. You do your super kick and off you go. Do the knees out? Listen, you typical yeah, Belfast it, boy. It should, it should have been harder to do. Um, okay. Yeah, I get your point. Central antagonist of the Mario universe, Bowser, uh, would also appear occasionally as a non-player character to, to obscure the players from each side, which would pose problematic for the teams. Was this fun or was this blooming annoying? He was a pain in the backside. Did you not think he was a pain in the backside? No, I just went random. He's just sitting there like Charizard, breathing fire everywhere. Oh, but what if Charizard and Bowser were to have a fight? That'd be epic. Mm. What would be the size difference? 
It'd be pretty similar, I would oh my say. God, I'm just saying, I don't need her. Bowser's uh, moose HP. How many hit points does Bowser oh have? God, I don't know. He has big HP, big HP, big HP. There you go. You have no HP. I don't know. You're, like you're like I'm fading fast here. I know. I feel like drowsy as he's yawn and I'm feeling sleepy now. I know, but you're always like that. You always fall asleep. Well, that's what being in your company does to me. Bernie! <laughs> things at you. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, but it, it's kind of fun the way you just see him, like, plop down and then be like, oh, there's Bowser, and sometimes you, like, accidentally run into him. So last question. Obviously, we saw this um, brought out in the Wii, as Alan said earlier on. It was called Mario Strikers Charged. Charged, yeah. yeah. Um, would we like to see this game again? Um, well, I also say I know we had it on the Wii, but would you like to see this like GameCube title ported over, like say the 3DS, so the um, handheld community could have a have a blast at the ball at the net kind of thing? I think if this was transferred over to the 3DS, it would be awesome because I know you and me would buy it for sure. Because no, I'd buy it if it was like a favor. Oh, your bap up? I'm not paying 40 quid for a You're not going to pay 40 quid for it? That's what the majority of the games are, 40 quid. 34.99, 19.99 on offer at the minute, thank you very much. Yes, is Lego part of the, part of the car? Uh, no, no, it's no. No, it's no. No, it's no. I think it would be pretty good to have it and have it on portable because yeah. it'd be one of those games that would be very, very good. To have around. Will you stop bopping about the place? You're so blooming distracting. It's Sorry unbelievable. He's he's not even had that many sweets tonight, everybody, and he's just completely and utterly gone mad. Uh, <laughs> whoa, he's giving me the crazy eyes. <laughs> um, I would like to see. It's, it's he's rocking back and forth like he's from The Exorcist or something like that. It's quite ridiculous. Um, are you going to calm down? I think so. Would you not think it would be a good addition to 3DS, especially with the 3DS is 3D features? Well, especially if they're, um, if they're, especially if they're bringing out say like um, Star Fox, um, Animal Crossing, um, which I think would have to be a must buy. And soon, soon to be a nice Pokemon game. Yeah. Um, Obviously, they seem to be very much like in the Game Boy, which we'll get into later on with Mario Brothers 2. Um, they would re- kind of reinvent the games and bring them out again. Mm. So I think it's something that they should do, especially if you say you had your Super Strike, then your 3D effect. You know, like you could. Oh, that'd be awesome. You man. know, you could be it could actually rotate from behind the net, and then the ball. If the ball came out, you know, you yeah. could see that ball out, so it looks like the ball would be coming at yeah. you, kind of thing. I think another good thing with the 3DS I would be so the too, way. Yeah. Oh, sure. That's been face. Would, oh. be the <laughs> would be the way it has the gyroscope in it. The way this is specifically more used in uh, Striker's Charge is that you move your Wii Remote about to save the you know the shots from the balls from the yeah. Super Strike. Because in Super Strike. Cheers for that. <laughs> uh, he just wrote me a note. Uh, you could t- get up to five shots on goal in charge strikers, so a lot more than obviously you could GameCube edition, which you could only get two if it went then. That's true. That's <laughs> um, you could use the gyroscope in the 3DS version to move about to save you know the balls coming towards your netminder. Oh, netminder outside hockey. Whoops, your goalkeeper. I think that would be a good feature. 
There's plenty of opportunities for the 3DS to use these things, but whether it will happen is another question. Yeah, so we're going to leave the football field now. Uh, unfortunately, Mario Smash Football has lost 7 6. It's like you know, 76%. 76%. Um, so we're going to go. Uh-huh. <laughs> we're going to go now to uh, another, another land, um, Super Mario Bros. 2. And talk about that. We've already talked um, ages ago about Super Mario World, and we did cover Mario 3 as well. So um, this is another one of Mario's um, quests, so to speak. So we'll be talking about this, and this will probably be the, the um, most random one to do, especially to do with Mario. But you'll find out why. Here, wait, wait, whoa, one second. What? I can't get down this warp pipe. It's all blocked up. Did you, did you forget the flush? No, you lift that up. I've lifted it up, there's like not nice stuff in there. Can I choose another warp pipe? I'm going down the road. Hello, this is James Etook. If you like 80s cartoons, and let's face it, how could you not, then be sure to pick up a copy of Serial Geek magazine, the glossy 100 page ad free magazine dedicated to GoBots. And somewhat more importantly, He Man, She Ra, Thundercats, Transformers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, G.I. Joe, etc. Head on over to www.serialgeek.com. That's cereal as in breakfast cereal. Go there now and pick up the animation magazine dedicated to 80s cartoons. Go now. Hi, this is Larry County, the voice of Lionel from Thundercat. You're listening to Alan Price and Chris Vince on Operation Retroshock. Thunder, 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 Thundercat. Super Mario is back. He's blasting worlds where no one has ever been. He's taking on enemies no one else dares. This time Mario pops up power wherever he goes. So he's bigger and fatter than ever before. You've never seen creatures like these. You've never had an adventure like this. It's everything you've dreamed of and worlds more. It's Super Mario 2, only from Nintendo. Now you're playing with power. Hello folks and welcome back from the ever-enthusiastic break with people promoting stuff. Listen like, to uh, all the shows. Like Sween Halleck promoting Radical Retro Turtle Toy Talk, which was in a war pipe that Alan said was blocked up with not nice stuff. I think he was talking about turtle poop. Chris found turtles, he went down there. I went to another war pipe down the road. Yeah, I got coins though, so... <laughs> um, so, right, last subject of this show... Show, show. ...is to do with Super Mario Brothers 2... Um, Super Mario Bros. 2 is a redesign of a non-Mario game as a totally different from the first Mario. Obviously Mario was a side-on scroller. This here is very much the same, but you have to then lift up like things, you know, like potions to go in to yeah. get... Uh, it's very, very random. Um, obviously, would everyone probably across the world played Super Mario Bros. the very first one in uh, one incarnation or another, whether yeah. it be in why were for like a couple of seconds whether it's been on Super Mario All-Stars whether it's been on Super Mario Anniversary Collection thing for the Wii or the NES game or whatever what was your first impression of Super Mario Brothers 2? Well just nearly like any you know Mario game along this style is fantastic it's a case of really? it's proven you know Mario is a proven thing that it's good I always enjoyed the Mario games. Yes, there was things in this that were quite a bit different 
in the first one. But, you know, if you look past it, you have to enjoy it, Chris. Come on. I'm just getting the little... Uh-uh. I'm just looking at the box of it that just says, you know, Mario Brothers, you know... Um, just like the front of it with Mario with the turn up in his hand. Just very... I don't know, whenever... Obviously it was released in 1988, you know, so it's been around for a good couple of years. I was not even born then. I was ten. Ha ha, old man. <laughs> Respect your elders for once in your life. <laughs> I remember playing that and just thinking, why is this like this? You know, mm-hmm. jumping on things and picking up the turnip things and throwing them at the bad guys and all that kind of stuff. I just didn't really get it, but... We'll talk more about all the talk other turnips later. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, Graham Taylor is featured in that. Um, for your American listeners, don't ask. Do I not like orange? Um, <laughs> we were presented at the start of the levels with four characters to choose from. There were Mario, who basically, like Mario has in all his games, normal ability. Luigi could jump high. Um, Peach... Um, if you jumped, she could float. Oh, that was cool. For a um, cer- certain length of time. Mm-hmm. Or Toad, who was basically, I can't get her nails from lifting things. I can pick up anything and run he around with it. He's a beast of a... I was going to say man, but he's not <laughs> man. He's beast a of a mushroom. Uh, what was her favourite character? Surprisingly for me, I enjoyed Peach. <laughs> I just like that ability to be able to glide about the place. <laughs> <laughs> Don't um, you worry about it. <laughs> Don't you worry about it. Um, I wasn't the greatest of fans of Luigi. Yeah, I thought his jumping was too annoying. I find this with Luigi, though, across any Mario game. He has that sort of feature as he can jump high and he's slow to stop running. Yeah. Where obviously Mario's your all rounder can do a bit of everything. Um, but Luigi, you'd find yourself, you'd be running a bit faster than normal and you would think you'll make it to a stop and he'll just keep going. Mm-hmm. He'll just be like, whoa, what happened there? Whereas. Peach effectively has the abilities of Mario, but can float a bit. And then Toad is obviously your buff rock guy or whatever sort of thing. He loves to pick up heavy things. Um, but my two pe- would probably be Peach and Mario, just. Toad and Mario for me. Toad and Mario for you. Yeah. Even though Toad was small, you know, like... He, he it's jumped a punch. Yeah, it's just like, you know, whip, 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 whip. Um... Obviously, as well, you know, like whenever we actually find like a potion, you throw it down and go in the door, mm-hmm. and then the screen would be like dark, and the only thing that would be coloured would be your character. Yep. So then you would be able to. There was a mushroom. You would be able to grab that, and that would um, either make you big. Yes. Or it would replenish your health. You know, like if you've been hit once or twice or whatever. Um, whenever we saw like there was grass you could lift that up and you could yeah, get grass coins fell, yeah. so after we completed a level we then had a slot machine Yay. with the coins that we accrued from you know being in the potion yes. um, side of things um, and this helped you get more lives for the characters was this another odd idea was that you know again this is the only Mario game that I know of that's a platform game that has a slot machine yeah in it. oh no it's definitely an odd feature considering what you were used to with the with the original Mario like no there's no doubts there um, whether it was a feature they thought was a necessary add in the fact that they thought maybe because it's so different some people may get confused with it may find it a wee bit of a harder game or whatever 
So I thought maybe we'll have to throw in the chance of them getting more lives or things like that. Um, I didn't think it was a necessary add, in my opinion. Um, I don't think it added anything greatly to the game. Um, But the thing is, at the end of the day, it doesn't really detract from the game game a great deal. Um, So it's just necessary necessary evil. I think it was the case of as well that whenever you actually got to that, you just pressed the button three times in a row. You know, like there wasn't a case where you waited. You know, fair enough, in Mario 3, you had the wee sliding puzzle that you would wait, you know, and you'd go, like, right, I want the star, and you hit it, and it'd be flower, and be like, right, I need to get the top part, or I need to get the second part, flower, and then you put the bottom part, instead of being, like, a flower, a leaf would be, like, a star. It'd be like, yeah. flower just has fangs, that's all. Um, but it was just a case of blah, 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 and then you'd get an extra life, or you wouldn't get I anything, could be lucky. Or whatever, but... Um, as you say, it didn't really detract from the game, but it was something that the first time you played it, be like, "What? What? Why is this I here?" Was it, was, it was kind of a case of that, you know, like obviously, as I said, this was a redesign of a non-Mario game, so I can understand maybe that the game had that in it, but mm-hmm. I don't understand why they didn't just go right, just take that out. Yeah, you know, as you said, it could have been a case of people may have thought, oh, "Here, this is hard," um, because we're not. You know, we're not used to this kind of um, style of Mario. Um, I should have actually, um, I actually have it down there. I should actually put it on my DS. I might do that later on. I could be bothered. Um, so you can kill the enemies a la Mario by jumping on them. Mm-hmm. But if you jumped on them, then you were able to pick them up and yeah. throw them. But it'd be a case if you were only allowed to hold on to them for, for so long. Yeah. Kind of like the way in Mario 3, you would hold on to the turtles and then then if after a wee while you would see mm-hmm. like the wee legs poking out so you would know throw it. Um again, odd premise or should have they should they have kept in the fact that you were able to then jump on the uh, characters and kill them? Yeah. Um definitely an odd premise. It's a case of obviously it's a redesign and that's what must have been used in that game specifically. But if they were going to change things so drastically, I think they should have maybe kept it as a mixture, as in some enemy- enemies you could still jump on, some enemies you could actually, you know, jump on top of and pick up. Yeah. Because, like, oh, no. you have your mixtures of characters here, you would think that, alright, oh, those are weak characters, so you should just be able to jump on them. Because maybe you have certain characters that look a wee bit harder, but you need to pick them up and throw them at something in a certain area. Mm-hmm. But oh, when there's an area that you don't need to throw anything at anything you know you should just be able to jump on them and be like okay there we go normal Mario game go with that <laughs> hey blow it off <laughs> dust ding right. turn up volume Chris Uh, Farley, please, because it's new. I love that music. Yeah, so like this here gives you Mario's power, speed, and jump are all four stars. Luigi's three, three, and then it jumps five. Toads five, five, and two, and Princess is two, two, three. So Princess is actually the weakest. Right. So I just want to play the first level here, so you can hear that. Describe music. to the peoples. So, like, you're just, like, on some clouds, you're falling down, there's a big shy guy thing, pick up a turnip, throw it at it, 
he's dead, and then there's like a wee heart thing, so I'll get that, and then that's movie big. So still the same buttons, you know, like B's, run, A's, jump, that kind of thing. Um, obviously, as well, this is the first Mario game that featured doors. Um, oh, it's fine, you just do that then. Go, jump. Well, you get the idea there, anyway. Um, obviously, while I've just booted that up, um, this saw, whenever you went to complete a level, um, this saw the character Birdo, who was like mm -hmm. a pink bird that shot out eggs. Basically, what you had to do was jump on the egg, pick it up, and throw it at her, and then you awesome. got, like, a pearl to then get the, um, the mouth to open for you then to go on to the next level. Um, was it nice, the fact that instead of having... Bowser, we had a bird. We had Birdo, or do you think that Birdo was going to be the main and inverted commas villain in the game that this was originally meant to be? If you understand me, yeah. But yes, I know because Birdo obviously didn't just vanish out of thin air after this game because Birdo specifically has appeared in you know. The series of games that we just mentioned, which was Mario, you know, Mario Football. Yeah, Mario um, Kart. Yeah. For the GameCube. So it was obviously someone they had an idea for and planned up. So whether it was a case of the level style, you know, the finishing style of your boss was similar in the sense of it was obviously some boss throwing a projectile or something that mm. needed to be thrown back. That's probably what was originally designed in the game, so they just kept that mechanic. But I would say they'd have came out up with their own, you know, their own character because there'd be no reason for them to use it after this game if they hadn't came up for as their original content. Okay, that's my opinion anyway. Okay, so the original Japanese version of Super Mario Brothers 2 is known in America and here as Super Mario Brothers: The Lost Levels. Mm -hmm. uh, this was released on the Super Nintendo as um, obviously as the um, Mario All Stars Pack. Or, as I said earlier on, you know, like the Wii version. Um, would you have preferred to play this instead of the the Mario Brothers 2 that we're discussing now? Would you have preferred that or the Mario The Lost Levels? Lost Levels. Yeah. I think so, because obviously it's a... You know, The Lost Levels has had a big deal made of it across the years, like, because it's something everybody wants to get a hold of. And it's a case of the Wii have it there below the Royal Rumble. Indeed, you do. But it was something obviously you've been able to download in recent years on the Virtual Console for the Wii. Yeah. Um, but for a limited time only, if my memory serves me right, because it was some sort of a festival in Japan, so they released it everywhere worldwide that you could download it for a limited time for a special number of points and something like that. I think I still have them maybe, but my Wii hasn't been put it up in a while, so I can't remember for that. But it kind it just. You know, besides having played the Lost Levels and all that sort of stuff, the name just kind of grabs you a lot more because when you hear, like, the Lost Levels, it just intrigues you so much mm -hmm. more than Super Mario Bros. 2. Yeah. The Lost Levels, obviously, I, I've played it on the SNES, and it's a great game, but once you get the level 8 or so, it's just rock hard. Oh, uh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only Mario game that I've played that I haven't completed because it's just so difficult. Mm -hmm. um, I would agree that I would have preferred to, in my childhood, um, play that mm -hmm. instead of playing Super Mario Bros. 2. Um, obviously, 
I'll say it's because it's what you know, but then again, yeah. you know, like then in America and Japan, you had Super Mario RPG, which mm-hmm. kind of mashed Mario with Final Fantasy-style mm-hmm. elements. So this game was also the first Mario game that was brought out for the uh, Game Boy Advance, which you heard me play earlier on. Um, given the fact that we've just, you know, basically discussed that we would have preferred Super Mario Brothers to lost levels, you know, like that kind of thing. Was it a wise choice or a brave choice for them to actually bring this game out on the Game Boy Advance, the first Mario game on the Game Boy? You know, that yeah. being on like an older console. Obviously, you had the likes of Super Mario Land for the um, original Game Boy, but this was like the first one that you could play on the Game Boy Advance or Game Boy SP. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely a weird choice, considering what we've just said about it. Obviously, it being different, not originally meant. You know, meaning to be a Mario game essentially. Yeah. Um, so for it to be the first one that they decide to go and put on the actual Game Boy Advance to be your kind of your first step onto the handheld market for Mario, it's it is brave. It is brave, but it's a case of it obviously worked out okay because we've had numerous Mario games since then. Because mm-hmm. it was uh, Super Mario Advance, and then Super Mario Advance 2 was Super Mario World, and then they just brought out Mario 3, and it was just called Super Mario Brothers 3. Uh-huh. But for me, you know, like, I I don't actually know how I came across it, or how I bought it. Like, I, I remember Mario World I got for Christmas, because I imported it from Japan. I got it for Christmas for my birthday. It's so Mario Brothers 3, yeah, I saw in the shop, and it was just like, I have to have that, because... Yeah. There are two games that are close to my childhood and I yeah. remember fondly playing, whereas I don't really think... I think it's fair to say that if you were to mention Super Mario Brothers, um, it wouldn't be the game that people say that like Super Mario Brothers 2 would be the game that they remember. But yes. Super Mario Brothers 2 sold 10 million copies and um, was the third highest selling game ever released in the Nintendo Entertainment System at that time. But, as I've just said, is this the forgotten Mario game? Yeah, because like, like I said, I enjoyed it, but to many people, it, they would look at it and say, well, it's not a proper Mario game, so they'd brush it to the side and really forget about it and only ever probably play it again if they got something like you know, the All-Star Collection and mm-hmm. things like that. Um needs to be, I feel it should be given more due than it gets but there's always a you could describe it as a, not as loved member of the family and this sort of or the form rotten, of entertainment the rotten well. turnip of the family so to speak well rotten's a wee bit harsh but you know <laughs> you get hard point ladies it's and not friends. the game it's not the Mario game that has the best replay value or not not the one that you would immediately go back to Oh, I. He's tweeting me. It's Margaret Flint saying, We're off to bed. See you sometime tomorrow. Look after my baby, please. Make her go out and pee about 11 a.m. That's delightful. I think she's talking about the dog. Yeah. I don't have like, a sister that um, stays here with me right now. <laughs> but go outside and pee, please. Um, that's, that's really suitable for podcast listening. I apologize, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, so okay, I'll not even get into what you said in one of them, but anyway. Lastly, Super Mario Bros. 2 was ranked 108th out of the 200 games um, that Electronic Game Monthly did. It was basically called Greatest Games of Their Time. 
Will this go up or down the list in years to come? Do you think in, like, say, ten years, whenever we're all still around and gaming has moved on and it's all Call of Duty but virtual reality and you all have to have an AK-47 in your house in order to play a game or something ridiculous? Pack Mario with an AK-47? No, that's not what I'm saying. (laughs) But do you think that in ten years' time people... um, you know, we'll remember Mario 1, 3, World, Yoshi's Island, and all that kind of stuff, and not really remember Mario 2. Um, no, I think I think it will be remembered. Whether it will end up falling out of a top 200 or anything in the years to come is another question. I think it would still hang around the sort of middle bases. I wouldn't think it would, you know, dramatically fall away or anything like that. Okay, well, let's, let me put it this way then. Would Mario be in your top 20 games of all time then? Mario Brothers 2? No. Would it be in your top 50? Probably. For me. Okay. That answers the question. No, I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering whether... um, We're not doing that off the cuff. (laughs) Oh, no, I'm not. I don't mean do it off the cuff. But I think, you know, the next time we do a gaming special, we should come up with our top 20 retro games of all time and have a cut-off date or something along yeah. those lines you know like you're only allowed to have from you're not allowed to have any um, consoles that are on the market now so yeah. you're allowed to have from the Xbox and Playstation 2 backwards yeah oh, yes, and we'll do a top 20 right for that so that's our challenge for uh, next game and special ooh challenge challenge yeah I'm writing it down he's such bad memory top 20 that's why we mentioned this on air so remember that's how I find out what we're actually talking about this time because we right, this is what we're going to talk about. And speaking of which, Alan, would you like to divulge what our next special will be? They're over there. Can you not read? I can read, I'm just saying they're over there. Our next episode, ladies and gentlemen, coming to you from Northern Ireland. I don't know why I went into that ramble there. Inspired by the uh, top 100 greatest family films of all times, is Alan's and my top two picks. Each. Each of stuff we have. Of the ones about. we saw from their twenty to one. No, not really, because one of mine it's not on it. Oh sorry, that's correct, but I know it's correct. That's correcting. Um anyway. We shall be having a movie special, of course, that is going to cover these four. The first being Willy Wonka. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, in other words. Yes, that, that was my choice. And the second choice was again Christopher's, which was the Muppet movie. Yay, Muppets! The third choice was mine, and that was The Lion King. Your father's Darth Vader. That's not any new news there. And your uncle was in Die Hard with a Vengeance and said, Where are my pigeons now? So there's some evil men in this movie. Um, and then finally, another choice by me is. Monsters Inc. So basically we'll be doing these in order of how they were released. So say it'll be like uh, Willy Wonka and Chocolate Factory first, then the Muppet movie, then Lion King, and then leading up to Monsters Inc. And also on that episode will be the uh, announcement of the winner of the Michael Jackson game. So and some guests coming up as well. Yes, some guests coming up, which um, by the time this goes out, we're just awful at dates. So... Um, let's see. So when is this going out, Alan? Let me just check for you now, Christopher. I have my schedule all planned out. Okay. This will be on the 12th of June. This is going up. Okay, so then we can announce um, our 
Gastan, um, who will be appearing on one of our June episodes. Um, I think the first interview will be in July mm-hmm. time, and then obviously there's a uh, one that we're going to be talking to, and basically it's going to coincide again with Alan's birthday. Epic wins for me. Epic wins that I set up these interviews to coincide with Alan's birthday. <laughs> Was, was it last year that we had Ke- Larry Kenny, or was it Larry Kenny was my birthday episode? Was it last year though? Last year. Last year. There you are. So at least I'm consistent. <laughs> consistent in more ways than one. Ooh. You, you know what I'm talking about, quite literally. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Moving on. Right. So yeah. So this episode is going up. When then? The 19th of... No, no, no. This is on the 12th. Because you will have had Masters of the Universe Chronicle, plug, plug. Oh, is it coming up this Sunday then, I would imagine then? Yeah, All right, okay. He doesn't even have his own show organized. I have the dates planned out in my head for this show, but he's like, all right, so ladies and gentlemen, if you get this, this, you know, when you're listening to this this Sunday and... Unfortunately, you missed the Masters of the Universe Chronicles last Sunday. I can only apologise on Christopher Vince's behalf. Uh, <laughs> he's a numpty. Okay. <laughs> very nice. <laughs> so yes, uh, we'll announce the Michael Jackson winner, which I'm sure you will be extremely happy to get a Connect game. It's quite hard, but quite fun at the same time. So it has been a wonderful time chatting to you all. Has it? Yes, it has indeed. Are you sure? Yes. Okay, um, so we're going to talk about that family film then. Um, what we'd actually like you to do is, if you have um, your favourite, say five um, family films, um, if you would like to either email them to us at Alan Price, that's A-L-L-A-N, Price at popculturenetwork.com or Ventoman at googlemail.com or, or you can go to the um, Pop Culture Network forums, uh, click the Operation Retroshock um link there and then just type in there um, your favourite top, top 5 films and then we'll, we'll probably go over that if we get uh, any submissions from people we'll then talk about them and uh, see if yours match up with ours or if there's a particular film that you hold close to your heart like I did with you from Roger Rabba and now, needless to say we're not saying that the movies we're doing are the top 4 mo- children's movies like, of all yeah. times it's just 4 we thought that would be interesting ones to talk about and we're you know, a nice enough mixture because they're not very alike, sort of thing. No, so Willy Wonka's live action Muppets is puppets, mm-hmm. then um, Lion King is animation, and then Monster CGI Inc. is CGI. Perfect. So, computer graphics in it. Yeah, computer graphics in it. Yeah, so. so um, but th- that's basically it, and then um, obviously after this, then as well, we will have an episode of Wrestle Shock, um, which will be dedicated to the memory of. Um, a true legend who unfortunately passed away, which was Macho Man Randy Savage. Um, which, so we'll be talking about him. What's wrong? Yeah. Sorry, I just saw sorry, the, I had to twirl my finger. I just saw the finger twirling then. <laughs> um, so yeah, so thanks for listening. I've been uh, Chris Vint, and apologies for earlier on I accidentally hit mute in my microphone. No, you didn't. Yes, you did. He's an idiot. I've been Alan Price, and I shall see you next time on WrestleShock. Okay, so. Until then, goodbye and thanks for listening. So long, farewell, Avidur's energy. Isn't that the song from Sound of Music that you don't like? Yeah, but what can you do? <laughs> well, don't sing it then. Bye. <laughs>
with the Mario Brothers and plumbing's a game. We're not like the others who get all the fame. If your sink is in trouble, you can call us on the double. We're faster than the others, you'll be hooked on the brothers. Princess in the